Hi, my name's Emily Scally, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast that I don't have a name for yet, but obviously, if this is uploaded now, I do have a name for it, um, probably something about being suicidal, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a few ideas, but a lot of them seem like they're too long. Um, but maybe I'll go go with one of them anyway. I'm 24 years old and my pronouns are she, they. And I identify as a lesbian. Even though I did sleep with a man last weekend um, and we're going to get into that. We're going to unpack that, um, but we'll do that later. <laughs> Um, I live in Brisbane, Australia, and I have a part-time job, but in my free time, I'm really passionate about art and writing. Um, I have a Tumblr where I share my art. It's called Art by Little Bug. Um, I have an Instagram um, under the same name. And I also have an Etsy store called Little Bug Art Shop. Uh, unfortunately, at the moment, I'm only able to ship to people within Australia just because, um, honestly, my mental health cannot, uh, handle the, the anxiety of, um, the mess that can be international shipping um, so yeah, at this time, it's not really something I'm willing to do. And also it's very, very expensive. Um, and I would like to try and keep everything quite affordable on my shop. Uh, I have also published a memoir. It's called Sexuality Hijacked. And... You can buy it on my Etsy store or there's an ebook on Payhip. Um, and oh, also it's on Amazon. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, I just found the book creating, like self publishing, the self publishing book creating process really, really easy um, using Amazon. And I know I could have looked harder, tried harder to find um, a better service to publish my books. Um, and if anyone knows of something, then please let me know. Because I do um, plan on publishing another memoir and, you know, it would be great if I could do that not on Amazon. <laughs> um, but it, it it worked really well for me. I found it really affordable. Obviously, it's affordable because Amazon is bad to their workers. Um, anyway, my book is about... Um, I mean, everything, really. All the shit that's happened in my life. Um, it goes through... Sorry if I'm saying um a lot. I think I'm just really nervous. I haven't ever done something like this before, but it's a lot... Like, I think I'll get more comfortable the more I do it. But um, 
it's it's a lot better than uh like doing a video because I don't like like watching my face back I don't really mind listening to my voice but um yeah doing a video would make me really uncomfortable um so yeah yeah my book goes through um my well I don't I don't go into detail but it does talk about um the fact that I experienced some childhood trauma like I was groomed by men on the internet um between the ages of oh it probably started when I was about nine um but like the first um instance of where I like met one of these men from the internet in person was when I was about 11 or 12 um and then instances like that continued to happen until I was about 15 but like seeking male validation and um you know sending nude pictures and videos all that kind of stuff that never really stopped until I was probably about 17 um but it was it was more so with like people like overseas in different countries. I wasn't actually meeting anyone in person, but there was a few instances in between, um, you know, eleven to fifteen, where I was um, meeting older men in person. Um, the youngest of them was, I think, he was nineteen if I'm remembering right, which is disgusting, 19-year-old who was seeing a 15-year-old. I mean, to some people that might not be gross, but that's really gross. Like, I, if when I was 19, the thought of being with someone who was 15, like, that's just yucky. Um, and the guy that, when I was 12, he would have been 21 or... 2021 22 um it's fucked like now that I'm 24 and like really it's only hit me in the per in in the uh past couple of months I like as I've I just turned 24 I didn't even know what day it is um I turned 24 on May May 15th I don't even know what today is today I think today's the 27th of May Yes, it is Friday the 27th of May that I'm recording this. Um, Yeah, like leading up to my 24th birthday, I was really thinking about it. Um, Like at the age I am now, the thought of being with a teenager, like I don't know how you can be attracted to that at all. Um, Anyway... Um, got a bit off track there, but yeah, so, but I think that was all important, (laughs) important information. Um, yeah, so my book goes through that, but doesn't actually go into detail of anything that these men did to me because that's triggering for me. And also I don't want that to be triggering for other people, but still my book is pretty intense, but I think it's important. I think it's important to talk about these really intense topics so that they, will be less stigmatized and 
not be so intense to talk about because I think um, more people need to talk about the fucked up shit that they go through because if you don't talk about it, um, you can't get better. Um, And if you don't get better, then you're going to eat yourself. Um, Yeah, so it covers childhood trauma stuff. Um, I was bullied. I talk a bit about how I was bullied and primary school and then in high school I felt very isolated I did I did have friends in primary school and high school but we were you know the weird kids which is which are the best kids and they turn into the best adults in my opinion um but like overall I felt like such an outcast and really isolated and you know at the time of going through uh like late uh, primary school and then all throughout high school, I was, you know, I was meeting these men from the internet and talking to older men on the internet. And um, from what I know, hopefully, you know, none of my friends were um, experiencing anything like that. Um, and because I went through all of that stuff at such a, at, at such a young age, because I have all this trauma, I ended up <clears throat> being diagnosed with BPD when I was 22, 21, 22, I think. Um, but basically when I, when I got that diagnosis, like my entire self, <laughs> I mean, I don't have a sense of self, <laughs> but my mess of a personality and all of the other messy, intense things about me um, made so much sense and it was very validating. Um, so I, I, in my book, I do talk about the BPD, uh, bullying, um, alcohol abuse um, and having a lot of sex with men and feeling very empty about it. Um yeah, self-harm, um, eating disorders, uh, being attracted to women my entire life, but not really acknowledging that until I was about 18. But even like, (laughs) even before that, it's like I was almost exclusively watch lesbian porn, right? Or um, I was watching, like, gay men. Or if I was watching, like, hetero porn, um, it had to be, like, totally focused on the woman. Otherwise, like, I yeeted out of that video, you know, like, I'm done with it. That's not for me. Um, We're all about the ladies here. Yeah, so, like, really, like, there were so many instances where it's like, oh, I should have known that... I prefer women, Um, but there was no representation for that um, when I was growing up. Now there is a lot more, but still there is a lot of work to be done. I'm sweating a lot. I'm like, my armpits are like dripping with sweat. Um, (laughs) uh, I also go into um, two serious relationships with men that I was in, um, and 
how there was a time where I had sex with um, my best friend. At the time, this was when I was single, just like this was in between the uh, first and second relationship with a man. And like that was like my my gay awakening. It's like, oh, okay, yes, women, that is for me, definitely. Um, Whereas being with men was kind of like this uh, learned behavior, like something to strive for. Um, something to consider a goal or my purpose in life, but I never actually looked within myself and was like, do I actually want to be with a man? What do I even like about men? Am I even attracted to them? Um, It was always about validation. It was always about feeling like I do have some kind of purpose in this world. And whenever I wasn't talking to a man online or in a relationship with a man or um, having sex with every man in Brisbane, no, I haven't. It was only 20-something. It's It wasn't a lot. Um, but it was a lot. Like, for me, for someone, <laughs> for someone who I don't enjoy casual sex at all, and having sex with men as well is a totally compulsive um, behaviour and it's a self-harm behaviour. When I don't know how to process my emotions, that is something I fall back on as well as um, alcohol, uh, restricting food. Yeah. Those are... Oh, and self-harm. Yeah. Or cutting. Um, those are things that I turn to when I there is nothing that in my life that feels like can uh, regulate my emotions or give me some kind of outlet because my emotions feel so big that I need some kind of relief um, or I'm just going to unalive myself and for me um, that's always been something I thought would inevitably happen. Like, honestly, like, I'm still surprised I'm here. And I still don't know what I'm going to call this podcast, but it might be something to do with the fact that, um, well, I was thinking of calling it something like, I'm only still here because of my mum which is a long title. Um, Yeah, honestly, like, how I best describe, like, if if I'm to, like, um, describe the state of my mental health in a really short way to uh, even, like, to, like, friends or to a mental health specialist, I'll say... I'm literally only still alive because of my mum. If I didn't have my mum, then um, there would be no reason that I wouldn't do it. Um, She is the only thing keeping me here. And 
because I couldn't do that to her. Um, I'm not a total selfish cunt. <laughs> I just couldn't do that to my mum. I guess I want to like insert in here that um, maybe this has been a totally like a mess, total mess of ramblings. Um, but I like it like that. Um, like the biggest inspiration for this podcast or how, how I want to do it is uh, Drew Monson, My Toe Cold. I really love his video. I've loved them since I was in high. I think I found him when I was maybe 14, maybe sometime around then. Um, I always come back to his videos uh, when I am in the absolute deepest, darkest pits of depression. Can you hear that kookaburra? I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, I really love the the way that he makes his videos and he's totally unapologetic about it and it's just like you never know <laughs> like I, I can't remember if he's said that he has ADD or ADHD but um, his videos feel like how it feels to talk to someone who has ADD or ADHD, like you never know where the conversation's going to go. And I, or um, like an, in general, most neurodivergent or, um, or people on the spectrum, um, conversations can go very much like that as well, where suddenly, you know, you're on one topic and then out of nowhere you jump to a completely unrelated topic and it's kind of very scattered and all over the place, but I love that. And listening to his listening watching his videos um they just make sense to me and I, I know I've seen like comments on his videos saying that people feel very stressed watching his videos because it's just all over the place but I love it I find it very relaxing really um and that's how I want to do this podcast I just kind of want to go in to each episode without having a plan maybe have like you know topics in mind that I want to talk about like this 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 one is just kind of like a hello, I am Emily, and this is the thing I'm going to do, and you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. It's just like an introduction kind of podcast, but um, I may or may not um, have some kind of organized way about doing it. I probably won't, because that stresses me out. Um, you know, feeling like I have to talk about things in a specific order. Um, and you know, like I might realize partway through, oh, I miss talking about that thing. And it only really makes sense if I slotted into those other things. I don't know if that made sense. That's how I want to do it. Back to, um, suicidal procrastination, suicidal ideation. <laughs> um, there was this TikTok that I recently found um, and I felt like it essentially like perfectly described how I feel. So I wanted to share that with you. I did like trim it a tiny bit because it's 
it's like a three minute video, but it's still like quite long, but I want to play it for you um, because oh, also the TikTok user is called Sweet Deeb, Sweet and then D-E-B-E-B. Um, and I really appreciate people like her uh, putting videos out there like this or in general, anyone sharing any kind of media about um, some of the very dark places your mind can go to or just day-to-day living with mental illness. Um, I think more people should share it because then um, people will feel less like a crazy person, um, less alone in their suffering. Um, and as, as much as I say that I don't want to be alive um, and I don't like living and... It's almost like a constant in the background, like I feel empty and like what's the point and I would love to not be existing right now. As much as that is in the background, I would never ever do it. You know, even if God forbid something happened to my mum, it's still not an option. It's not an option for anyone. Um, It's just like... It doesn't even exist as an option. You can't ever do that. Um, And that's why we need to keep talking about it. Everyone needs to um, keep sharing how they feel because I feel like the more you talk about it, the less powerful it is. Uh, Otherwise, it's just stuck in your brain. Um, But when you let it out and we're all just talking about it, it... It doesn't have as much power over us. And, um, yeah, the more you talk about it, you're just procrastinating um, actually doing it. And before you know it, you've uh, procrastinated until the day that you die of natural causes, and that's what we want. Um, Anyway, here is the TikTok by Sweet Deeb. Hello, this is editing Emily. My apologies. Uh, sweet Deeb's pronouns are they, them. No one talks about, oh my God, no one talks about how when you are just depressed, there are times where it feels like life is kind of going good because to be honest, you're repressing the feelings that you have. I feel like I'm really good at repressing or like masking this feeling that I have, but in reality, I don't want to be here. I wish so many days out of my life that I was never born and and I feel like incredibly incapable of managing my life. Like I feel like I, I'm not good at it. I feel broken and it's not because of how other people see me Um, It's just, I genuinely struggle with everyday functions in life. Nobody wants to hear that because everybody wants to hear that like, you know, it's hard, but you have a community. I have a community. I have people that love me and I feel so loved. And I still wish that I was not born. That's still how I feel. I love the relationship I'm in. I love the pets I have. I love so many things about my life. 
and yet I am constantly in pain. I am in constant pain because I, I, at the same time of having so much community, I feel alone. And while I feel this, I also know that it would be kind of selfish to just leave. And that is not something that I want. Let me just make that very clear. That's not something that I want. I, well, I, it's not something that I plan for. And it's not something that I want enough to escape, like indefinitely, but I don't enjoy life. It's not easy, it's not fun for me. I don't think I have genuinely enjoyed more than like a two month period since the age of 14. I never feel like I get social cues. I never feel like I fit in. I always feel like I'm too emotional. I really, really struggle with making friends and maintaining them. And like, I know that I have to do work on myself, but I also feel like I have never been given the tools and like, I will never be able to achieve them. And that's just the reality. That's how I feel. I think that was really well said and that was a really important video to share. Um, I am someone who is very open about um, my mental health and all of the things that I've gone through, um, like I'm not ashamed to say I've had an abortion and there's a lot of other stupid shit that I've done <clears throat> and I'm very open about it um, because I want other people to not feel ashamed. The more people are open about um, the fucked up shit that they do in their life and the trauma that they've been through and obviously only if they're comfortable talking about it um but yeah you know the more people who share um that they're gay or they're non-binary um all of that kind of stuff again um that's your own <clears throat> decision to make that's your own decision to make whether you would like to share that with people in your life or not um I would like to be that person who, what am I trying to say? Words are really hard. I'm really good at words on paper, but like when it comes to talking aloud, it's an, it's a disaster. I'm a great writer. I, I'm proud of my, my writing skills, but when it comes to talking, it's like just rubbish. Um, why did I decide to do a podcast? My mum told me I should do it. So if if my mum says I should do it and is supportive, then I'll give it a go. Um, anyway, my I went on a tangent. And the point I was trying to say is that I am someone who is very open about um, my mental health. And I really appreciate how open, sweet Deeb was in her video um, about her struggle with her mental health. Um, but I understand that a lot of people 
aren't comfortable enough to be that open. And I often forget that. Um, I recently went on a date and uh, it was our first date. And I, like, I lay it all out, like, but I don't think it's in, at least to me, it's not, like, um, to the point where it's, like, oversharing. It's just, like, my mental illness isn't a part of my personality. It's it's funny saying that, you know, because I have a personality disorder. But, like, I, I don't, you know, I don't like... I don't like it when people, it's like their whole personality is that they're mentally ill. Um, it is a part of who I am. Um, and it, it's an explanation for why I might react certain ways. Um, it's not an excuse though. It's an explanation. Um, but yeah, like I always air it all out, um, lay it out on the table for people so they know, um, the kind of stuff I've been through, um, and then, and, and I also, I want to make them feel comfortable enough to hopefully share that kind of stuff with me, because that's what I love to talk about, but, um, either she hadn't personally been through, um, any mental health struggles, or, um, she was very uncomfortable talking about that kind of stuff with someone she's just met which is totally valid but um it's always awkward when you when you meet someone and um I don't know I'm hoping people can relate you know if you're someone who's very open about your mental health and um that kind of stuff and people can get really awkward about it and then that makes me feel awkward because you don't need to be awkward about it um and I don't talk about it in an awkward way and I'm not seeking pity. I'm not seeking help. Um, I try to be lighthearted about it because that's the way I cope with it, like, like having a sense of humor about my mental health. Um, yeah, so I, I really hope you enjoy that TikTok. I like, obviously I, I saved it and I come back to it and it makes me feel very valid in um, my own experience with my mental health. I guess I want to end with um, how in the beginning I I said I identify as a lesbian, but I did sleep with a man um, last weekend. Um, So I think I might end with that story. Um, And then, yeah, um, we'll see. See if anyone likes this podcast. Maybe I'll keep doing it anyway. Um. Yeah, I, I might keep just doing it anyway, even if um, people aren't a fan of it, because it's actually quite therapeutic. Uh, depends whether or not I can handle getting cyberbullied. Um, yes, so in Brisbane, um, if you are not from Australia, um, I actually, I don't know if it was really reported that much internationally, but... Um, there's been a lot of flooding in Australia recently and here in Brisbane, um, in late February, we had, um, some very bad floods and my apartment building was affected. Um, like my actual apartment was not damaged at all. It's totally fine. But the, uh, the car park, 
um, of my apartment building was completely flooded. Um, and <laughs> the switchboard is down there. Like all of the things that connect the power to the entire building is all in the car park. And yeah, the car park got flooded. Um, so yeah, I had to evacuate on February 28th and I'm still not back. They're still repairing it. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucked. They actually said I was going to be back in today, but they've, you know, they've given me many dates of, oh, it's going to be ready by this date. And then they change it again and again and again. That's happened so many times now that I don't even get my hopes up anymore. Um, but yeah, so I was actually meant to be back in today and then they sent an email last night saying, oh, actually, it's probably going to be Monday or Tuesday, not Friday. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm not going to take your word for that. It might actually be another month. Who knows? <laughs> it's been three months at this stage and I am not surprised by anything anymore. Anything could happen. Um, so... In the meantime, I've been living at my parents' place. And I should say as well, I, I live alone. I usually live alone. I live in a little studio apartment by myself. And that has been the best thing for me. Um, it's really quiet as well. I don't know about anyone else. I'm very sensitive to noises. Um, so my building is very quiet and um, has fantastic blackout curtains um, so it is the perfect environment for regulating my emotions, um, and overall keeping my mental health pretty stable. Like, uh, since I had been living there, that that's the best my mental health has been in a very, very long time. Um, yeah. And then like just before the floods happened, um, I, this is, this is hilarious. Honestly, it's silly, it's silly when I say it aloud. Um, but basically, okay, I'll preface with saying like, so I, I came out as a lesbian, um, late 2021, no, 2019, wait, no, 2020, late 2020. The years have all merged together, honestly. Anyway, I broke up with my ex and then, you know, came out as a lesbian anyway, started seeing women, um, nothing physical happened except kissing and just overall is having really shit luck with women. And I don't know what I'm doing because I have hardly any experience with women. It's a whole, like, I know how to interact with men and like, I'm so, I'm so experienced with men that I like, I know what to expect uh, whereas women, women are a total mystery and it doesn't help that I'm terrified of them because they are also beautiful and I don't know the right things to say. Um, yeah, I, I really am just hoping I'm going to meet a queer woman who is experienced and will make the first moves because... I think what holds me back is I'm worried about making her feel uncomfortable or, or um, her not being um, queer and then embarrassing myself, which what's the big deal about that anyway? Um, okay, getting 
back to my story. Um, yes, I was having terrible luck with women and my BPD hated that. Um, it was kind of hanging out in the background. Um, and it was hungry for some validation. And so I was feeling very lonely, um, very much feeling like I'm never going to meet a woman. I'm going to be alone forever. And also, what's the big deal about that? There's nothing wrong with being alone and there's nothing wrong with being single forever. That's perfectly fine. Um, But I was definitely starved of um, physical affection. Um, I, I think most people... Um, they can't live without some kind of physical affection. That's just human nature. And so I was really struggling with women. And then at the same time, I had this dream. And this is the thing I was saying that's really silly, and it sounds really silly to say aloud. I had this dream that I had this amazing sex with a man. And that was just a dream. Dreams are dreams, dude. It was a dream. But I thought this dream was some kind of... uh, message from my subconscious being like hey you should try men again um and me being me I was like yeah that sounds like a great idea and then I hopped on tinder that same day and um long story short I slept with uh four different four different guys in like the span of a month, a month and a half, I think. Um, and yeah, it, that ain't it. Um, that ain't it. I'm gay. Uh, it, like, it, in the moment, in the moment that I was with them, um, oh, also, all of these men were aware that Um, I had been identifying as a lesbian and I was looking to experiment. So they were all aware that um, I could back out at any time and they were very understanding of that. Um, And honestly, there were times where I wanted it to stop and I wanted to back out and I wanted to say, hey, I've changed my mind. Um, But I couldn't do it and I didn't know how to say that. And that's really sad. Um, but it was a learning experience and clearly I have a lot of work to do on myself. And the fact that I went back to, you know, reenacting, um, past traumas, you know, as, as a way to self-harm and receive validation in an unhealthy way. Um, it shows I have a lot of work to do on myself still. Yeah. So so I saw these four guys and that was very triggering for me. And I ended up, um, relapsing and I self-harmed for the first time in a very, very long time. And it was the worst I'd ever done it to. So not a fun time, you know, (laughs) um, like I'm hanging in there. Like I'm just hanging in there. Like just, There's a tiny bit of thread left, you know, but like I'd never pull the plug, you know, or, you know, 
I'll I'll say all these things, but I'm not going to do it. I'm never going to do it. Um, yeah, so I, I saw these four guys and uh, it was very triggering. I felt extremely depressed, the worst I'd felt in ages. And also the whole time, it's funny, my mum was like, yeah, she's gay, but I've got to let her have this little period of experimenting with men. Um, but she's definitely gay. And also... I need to talk about this in therapy. Um, The men that I choose to sleep with look like the men who uh, groomed me as a child. Um, So, yeah. Interesting. Anyway, I stopped seeing them and was like, Mom, I'm gay. I need to stop. And she's like, yeah, you need to stop. And so I stopped and then I tried dating women again. And then again, it's, it's so hard. It's really, really hard. Um, and I went on this date, the date I was talking about before where I was very open about my mental health and, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel a connection. I didn't feel a, um, a spark like as soon as I saw her and but still like she was gorgeous she was a lovely person and I really enjoyed my time with her but just having it be another another unsuccessful um lesbian dating experience like and then with everything else going on in my life not being able to have um my apartment to regulate my emotions, living with my parents. And this is the same home where all of this stuff happened as a child. Um, you know, when I was really in the pits of my eating disorder and I, when, um, I was having the shittest time in high school. Yeah. So I felt very alone and very empty and I wanted to, I wanted to self-harm, but I couldn't cut myself. I couldn't restrict food. I couldn't binge drink because I'm living with my parents and these are things they're going to notice. They're going to know about it um, and, you know, they're going to worry about me. And so instead I chose to go back to sleeping with a man again. And it was really, really awful. Yeah. Like in the moment, like I was saying about, you know, the other four guys, like in the moment, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's euphoric. It's not euphoric because there's a lot of, moments where I'm dissociating and I'm not fully there and it's like I'm playing this character like I'm putting on this persona that's not really me um but I feel like I'm an okay person because this person is he's attracted to me right now and I feel worthy and like I have some kind of purpose in this world in this moment right now and then Once it's all over and I left his place, it was like the mask came off and, you know, it really hit me 
what had just happened and I hated it. Even while it was happening in my head, I was like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. But I didn't know how to say that I wanted to stop. I felt like I had to keep going. And yeah, I totally, I broke down. I I wasn't so much focused on feeling ashamed and disappointed in myself for doing that and going back to a man again. But I just felt violated and disgusting. And like, no matter how much I cleaned myself in the shower, I just still didn't feel clean. And... Yeah, honestly, it was it was like another person entered my body when I got to his place and then they left once I... It's like I wasn't in control. And it was terrifying. Um, yeah, so that happened a week ago. Um, well, like six days ago. Um so very fresh very fresh I don't feel great (laughs) but like I'm here I'm fine like I'm fine like I've been through worse like (laughs) I've felt worse than this um yeah I'm gonna end it (laughs) end it with that end it with some food for thought um I, I I also, I want to finish by saying that if you relate to um, pretty much anything I say ever, <laughs> like most of the things I say, you should be getting help. You should be seeing a therapist. Um, you should be doing something. Yeah. Um, like I, I want to n- normalize talking about these kind of things but it is not normal to feel this way and I'm going to keep working on myself and I want everyone to keep working on themselves and it's not cool to feel this way it's not like you don't want to feel this way and so I hate it when people make it their personality or they um, romanticize it there's a lot of romanticizing of mental illness um I do want to I would love for it to be normalized and destigmatized, um, but it isn't okay to feel this way. Um, but even if you feel this way forever, that's that's okay. There's not something wrong with you um, as long as you are doing the work to stay here with us because suicide is never an option um i guess i'll end it there um thank you for listening um i don't know if anyone would have listened to the whole thing or anyone even i don't has anyone even clicked on the link that i don't know where i'm probably going to link it on my tumblr um but you can find me on tumblr at art by little bug or instagram at art by little bug and I have an Etsy store where I sell many gay things. Um, a little bug art shop. Um, but unfortunately, you can only purchase from if you live in Australia. Um, 
And that's about it. Thank you for listening. Um, Don't kill yourself, please. I love you so much. And I'm really proud of you. Goodbye. Bye.